Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and yes, this is a pro wrestling show. Thank you very much for joining me today. If you've never listened before, well, I was going to say doubly thank you. That's not fair. It's like when you join a bank. Suddenly you join a bank, they give new people like some special love. We don't do that here. So love to everyone. Love to everyone that tunes in each and every week and love to you if you are brand new as well. If you don't know, all of this is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. You can head over there and check some stuff out. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search for Simon Miller on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram at SimonMiller316. And talking about Patreon, what we like to do here on Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show is get patrons on to talk wrestling because it always sparks interesting debate because you never know who you're going to speak to, which is kind of true. Not necessarily true today because we've had this man on a few times and I'm very happy to say he's back today all the way from the United States, which is, you know, I always enjoy because it's crazy. It's my man Joe. Joe, how are you doing today? Good, good. Glad to be back on. Always good to talk wrestling with sensible people that you know don't talk about it like it's the worst thing around so <laughs> well dude there's a lot of that well i don't know it's kind of 50 50 at the moment yeah. you've kind of got 50 percent of people who like you know aew is the best yeah wicked awesome awesome and then they're also like yeah wwe death we're all gonna die it's the end so it's an interesting time well, that, to, to, to be a wrestling fan my thing too and i we kind of saw this at fight for the fallen i'm so happy there's competition and i'm so happy there's aew but I think so many people put them on such a pedestal to right every wrong that's ever been made in wrestling that they'll make mistakes like anybody does. And I hope people realize that because, like, you're not going to get that per- promotion that books everything perfect and tells the stories like the librarian and some other stuff like that. And, like, there's going to be a six-month thing, I think, for the fans to wrap their head around. It's competition. You might love it, but it won't be perfect. Don't get, oh, I can't watch this one show. You know what I mean? You know, because we put AEW on this, like, it's going to fix everything pedestal. And so I want to, you know, as long as people realize there's going to be things that go right and wrong, I think it's awesome. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And especially this week, like, if you've been keeping up to date, obviously they announced their TV deal that's going to go live October the 2nd on TNT. And I'm sure we'll get some information over here in the UK. But you know, even if you listen to sort of the some of the fallout with that, Dave Meltzer was saying that this is not going to be a show. You know, it's not going to be a New Japan show. You know, there may there may even be some stuff they throw at the wall that doesn't necessarily stick, or it may be a bit different. Or it may you know it may not be to everybody's tastes. But that's the whole point. We're going to give things a go. We're going to throw some stuff at the wall. If it works, great. If not, we'll try again. But I think we have to remember that it is a work in progress, and it is a, it's a brand new entity where they need to establish. I mean, because everyone says, "Oh, don't be WWE, don't be WWE," and don't be. But you still need to figure out what you are, and that doesn't happen overnight. Even if you've got a plan down on paper. You still need to, yeah, you just need to work out what exactly it is that you want to do. Agreed. And I think you're right. I hope people remember that. I hope people give them uh, the benefit of the doubt. But to segue into something that we were having a brief conversation off, uh, off air before we started, the big news, I don't say the big news, but it does seem very likely that soon WWE is going to announce that NXT is going to FS1 on Wednesdays. And yes, the main reason is that is because they want some competition on Wednesday nights. Uh, for, for AEW, whatever the hell their show is going to be called. So we'll have to talk about that at some point as well. But my friend, you said, well, you were basically telling me how much you love NXT and how you want to you shine a light on it. So I said, okay, well, that's how we'll begin the podcast. So let's do that right now. Talk to me about it, my friend. So, talk to me about your love of NXT. So 
it was kind of like everyone like so when stomping grounds was coming by the way i love the fact you had someone on who was positive about stomping grounds i think that was awesome but that was good wasn't it? i like that so i was just that thing where i was like i i was just kind of like going through the motions watching stuff i wasn't really into it and like uh my wife even mentioned she's like you don't even look like you enjoy watching this a lot right now and i was like you know what and so that wednesday that wednesday night they did a house show here in town nxt did and uh i got first row tickets for me and giles for like what was it like 40 bucks it wasn't bad at all and didn't know much it's one of those things when you get when you're married with a kid or just grown with a job NXT was always on that list of things to do. Oh my God, I love NXT. Why can't the rest are be? I love <laughs> the storytelling makes sense. The character, you know who's, and I'm convinced now the most over person in that entire company by a country mile is Velveteen Dream. When I don't know how he looks that, I agree with him on uh, uh, Wrestling Observer. I don't know how he can look that good on that salary for those shows. Um, and can make that many jokes about his penis on PG TV that are always funny. <laughs> but my, whenever we watch Raw or SmackDown, Giles has like ten questions. And honestly, if I worded them the same, they're a lot like what you sound like on Up Up Down or you know on 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 why the why stuff. Like why they do this or why they do that. He never asked me a question about this show because it made sense and it told us like mm. he got everything. But like, so the match of floor it closed with. You know, uh, Adam Riddle and uh, or good lord, Matt Riddle and Adam Cole. <laughs> I I knew what you meant, dude. Yeah, we don't do that on this show. We understand what people mean. And between that, so it opened with Velveteen Dream. It's just they did all these different things, and of course, we got to see uh, Shayna Baszler. So as you probably know, in this great state that's Texas, there's states that love themselves, and then there's Texas. That's why we keep, you know. That's why we always try to Mike Mark Henry had a job because he could throw them hook 'em horns out for ten more years, right? So yeah. whenever you come to Texas, you always defend against someone who's from here. So that girl who either either she lost her name or got a new name, Jesse, went against Shayna Baszler. And I don't know why I love this so much, or I'm just used to heels that bore me. Shayna beats her, takes her down, Shayna walks all the way to the door stops, turns her head around, drops the belt, goes back in the ring and puts the girl to sleep. And it was just this like, it's not even anything that big, but I'm just so used to the, you know, the chicken crap heel, the like, she is so good. And I made the joke to my wife that if there's one thing that you've caused me now, Simon, is I now live in fear of when these great characters get called up and she's now the you know, white meat baby face defending the American flag as the new great baby face in wrestling because there's no way Vince is going to get Shayna right. Which is weird, right? Because that's one of the easiest characters to get right. I know what you mean, but the strange thing, a lot of people say this, the strange thing with that to me, again, it's the easiest one to get right because Shayna Baszler works because she's Shayna Baszler. Yes. That's it. That's the long and the short of it. And who can trust him? So Velveteen Dream is, you know, two-thirds Prince, one-third Hogan. I trust Vince to get the Hogan part right. I guarantee you, I would love if I could put myself in a room once in my life, it's going to be in the room when someone tries to tell Vince McMahon what Prince is. And <laughs> I, I and but and but I'm kind of skipping around. But so Giles got so into that show. My son, when he walks in daycare now every morning, he's wearing an undisputed band on his arm and he does the thumb to his head. He's convinced all his kids in daycare to say boom. But 
it just made sense. And then I started watching the programming and like, like this whole thing with the Bay Bay champion tour, like it told a story that didn't change. And I knew where it was going and it made sense. And Adam Cole is the greatest bastard covered bastard, but you know, delivered in a fun way I've ever seen with like going there to the training center and telling them all to give up and go home and watch TV. But at the show, he did that whole thing where he's going to throw the shirt out and, you know, he ends up not doing it or whatever. And he still, everybody there was, you know, the crowd there was so loud. I'm so like when I went to hell in a cell, yeah, it got loud every now and then this show stayed loud. And that poor bald guy that they kept yelling Simon Miller at, or you're Simon Miller, you're a hack of Simon Miller. <laughs> That's just so the guys next to me started doing it. And the best part was the next match. I didn't get to watch much of because the three of them were telling me the story they would use of you doing a heel turn coming to WWE and how they would book it. Um, that is the most preposterous thing ever. That's all I would say. Amazing. But and this poor guy, clearly. every time he landed a move and I'm not talking about it. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't all of them, but a good 50 of them. Every time this man would do something, would scream Simon Miller something. So you have fans, and they're very loud in Texas. <laughs> well, that's very kind. I mean, that's even when people bring signs, I, I'm absolutely flattered. So for that to be a thing is, is even more ridiculous. So a shout out to anybody that did that. You're all very, very kind people. And again, you, you, you the flatter me. The big thing, too, is also when you go to an XT show, you don't have to tell me who the stars are. I know myself. You know, like, like, it takes seven seconds to watch these matches, the heels or the good guys. And I'm like, wow, uh, 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 we built stars that people want to cheer for. The other thing I thought was interesting is yeah. SmackDown came here like the week later. And they aired a SmackDown ad at the show and they booed the crap out of it. And really? so the NXT crowd and what I thought was interesting was like they were talking about Ricochet. But they talked about him like you talk about a loved one after they pass away. <laughs> And I was like, I would go, you do realize he's still on TV. They're like, oh, no, he's not. And I'm like, they're like, no, once he leaves here, he's gone. Like, we're done with him. And I was like, it was my eye opener. So there are some people who just are not going to watch anything but NXT. And I was in the number of people there that would live there and tell me they hated the WWE product except for NXT. That was mind blowing to me. Like, it was just like they had like they were like, yeah, we don't. Why? When have you watched Smackdown or Raw? Oh, it's been three, four years. I gave up on that forever ago. And like when they booed the Smackdown ad, I was like, I did not realize that you had so many people that were. I assumed you at least would like the main roster, but there were a lot of them who just did not care at all. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it kind of sums it up as well. Just the the bizarre divide you have in WWE sometimes. So, I, and I promise I'll keep this short. I was going to tell you why I was almost late for this call. Oh, yeah, yeah, you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to so know this. Dumb. So I'm dropping my kid off this morning at daycare. They have a play they do every summer. Imagine a bunch of three-year-olds trying to memorize things. It's as entertaining as you think it would be. <laughs> when you do this, they also do, like, the parent-teacher stuff. And so they bring me and my wife in the room about Giles, and they say, hey, we need to talk. And I'm like, okay, you know. And they were talking about, okay, we need to talk about things he's been saying. And I'm like, what curse word did I say when I stepped on a Lego or something that he repeated? She pulls out this piece of paper and goes, we've had an issue, and when kids are practicing, he'll say these things. He would yell, what? Boring? <laughs> CM Punk? Basically, every wrestling chant he's heard at these poor kids. So apparently all these kids are trying to say their lines, and Ja would scream, what, every time they stopped talking. <laughs> 
You, you've indoctrinated him well, early, Well, the reason man. I thought this was funny like, is so the teacher's yeah. mad, my wife is mad, and I'm dad and wrestling fan, so I'm half mad and half think this is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I told her I knew what it was, and I would talk to him, but it's one of those things where people talk about, you know, watch what your kids see and what they'll do. There you go. I had a kid screaming what at poor three-year-olds as they tried to memorize lines for their summer play. So, Wow, the guy. The power of a WWE audience is not. But so that's that. And I just thought that was the weirdest story. And outside of you and the people who listen to this, I could have told that to every person I work with. And they'd been like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's why I wanted to stay here. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it, man. I like it a lot. And I I think it's great. Talking about this thing where we go a little edgier than PG, which I'm as happy about as everybody else. It is interesting to go through it when you've got a three-year-old, four-year-old sitting in your lap watching the show with you. I was, I was going to say, I was going to ask you about that. How do you feel about you know, Kofi Kingston flipping people off or, you know, Corey Graves saying the S word? I mean, I'm sure he's heard it all, but still, there's a time and a place, so, right? It's one of those things where it's like, I'm so glad they're doing it for the product. Uh, I like you. We're, I tell people all the time when they start screaming attitude, I'm like, go back and watch your episodes. And they normally come back and go, ooh. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I just told him, like, so when yeah. Kofi did that, I'm like, so we know not to do that to kids, right? And he's like, yeah, like, he's big into Shayna Baszler now. And, like, every time we watch NXT, if she does any, he'll just jump up off the couch and start screaming night-night whenever she puts that clutch on somebody. But Excellent. he's a huge, like, it's, I could send you tape of him and what, the way he watches this show, and sometimes it's more funnier to me than the show. Um, uh, like, he was into Baron Corbin for a while, and he started telling people he was San Antonio's favorite son. He's, it's hysterical. <laughs> but uh and i had to explain to people why my son was a fan of the guy that looked like a tgi friday's waiter but that's a point for another time but then, no i just told yeah, him like so, no yeah you know don't say those words or don't do these things but like i think that's a parent kid thing like i think that's just a kind con- but other than screaming what i told carol i told carol of all the things he could take from wrestling i'm glad this is the one he took right well yeah exactly the least offensive but one, to right? go back to the nxt and bring this back real quick it's just I was amazed at like, and I know it's, you know, people talked about why Triple H didn't get picked for the Raw and SmackDown thing. And to me, it made 100% sense why he didn't get picked. Because everything I read says, well, everyone on Wall Street knows that when Vince McMahon dies, the stock's going to take a tumble because he's the guy that made wrestling work. So the last thing you need is the guy taking it over for him, not looking perfect. So if they gave Triple H anything and it didn't go well, no, I totally agree. So totally now agree you can give tri- give it to Triple H and they can say, look what he's done with this promotion and da-da-da-da-da. But going back to that, I don't know if it's all Triple H or the fact that he like hoards all these employees who can't stand Vince and says, please stay in Florida till I can take control and don't quit. Road dog, please stay. But the matches make more sense. They don't all look so WWE rehearsed. Like, for, it's just, it makes so much more sense. And like, they kind of did it with Seth Rollins walking around with the chair, but it's just I'm so sick of the dumb baby face that everything just happens to them and they're like, "Oh shucks." Mia Yim right now just attacking well, I mean, these friends of Shayna Baszler, and I'm like, "Yes, finally a baby face." It's like I'm fed up with you. I'm going to beat the crap out of every one of your friends. Come find me, and I'm like, "That's not genius," but to me in 2019, it's Shakespeare because of what I watch normally on the main roster. But sometimes I think I, I know what you mean. But also sometimes the simplest stuff is the best stuff as well. You know, sometimes you don't need to you don't need to overthink things. And I think WWE has a track yes. record. I mean, yeah, Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon sums it up. You don't always need to have 
you know, a Shakespearean storyline. You just yeah. need to have something that, you know, that people can understand, people can enjoy, but more importantly, has a payoff that makes people go, okay, that was fun. And I think that's the kind of thing that we Well, the missed. problem is they'll just, any, just, you know, I get it. It's stop swerving. You don't need to just swerve, swerve, swerve. There are stories I know what's going to happen that still turn out great. And they try so hard. Well, of course, yeah. Could you, like Kobe Kingston, right? Yeah. We all love Kofi Kingston because it was just a lovely payoff. And you're like, oh, You know good. what's funny? Awesome, I, did I was thinking it at WrestleMania. It's one of those things where I wanted to try to think it through my head. My thing at WrestleMania, I kept saying, was what I wanted them to do was for him to lose at Mania to then get that huge buildup to then do it at SummerSlam after they built him up to be a champion. But what I loved is when they made him champion, he won so much they did that anyway. So I was happy with it. I just wanted Kofi to get the reign he deserved, and I was worried about how they would handle it. But I, I, I think they've done really well. With yeah, it, they so. have, and I will say this: I agree with you. There was a small part of me during that 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 battle royal to face Brock Lesnar. I really wanted Orton to win that, and not Seth Rollins. I, I right, we'll, we'll we'll talk about Seth Rollins in a minute. But yeah, you go. First. But it was just the Kofi stuff's worked out brilliantly. But go back to what I said: it's just you realize it when you go back and watch the main roster. It's just heat upon heat upon swerve upon swerve, and like. I know everybody's doing these like a bunch of different podcasts. You know they do rewatches of like the Attitude Era and all that time. Well, I didn't watch much between like '02 and really 2017 when I came back. But that was kind of like the slow decline of wrestling. So I've started watching more shows from that era, and it's like I understand now everybody feels so in love with CM Punk because it seems like after Attitude Era, he was like that like match and kerosene they needed that otherwise it's just seemed like the slow letting air out of a balloon of Vince doing a little thing to bring something back or them getting one storyline right to kind of where we are now we've had this slow enough decline they've had to address it but it, back to, I, I, I'm sorry there was my other tirade but it, it yeah I just to the Seth Rollins thing don't you think there's something to be said for, you know, when they said don't get any on you? Like if something's going bad enough, the best thing you can do is stay far away from it so it doesn't get on you. Where are you on the Seth Rollins run right now? Well, how we'll call it his new character, for lack of a better term. I don't I don't understand it at all. Like he comes across well, he comes across like a Becky Lynch wannabe. I don't think that's his um I don't think that's his call. Well, I think that's what someone's telling him to do. But no, I, I don't I, I thought I could say I thought everything he did on Raw was Difficult to watch, like really difficult to well, watch. Well, the second he said took his ball and went home, I'm like, so he's talking with Vince. But my oh yeah, I, I've no idea that he's a, he's a he's a conduit for Vince McMahon. I'm all right yeah, with that, man. If that, if that's great. what he's being told to do, is his job. But it's not helping him as a babyface. Yeah, all. and you know, it's like you know, Twitter game is not sexually transmitted, apparently. And it, <laughs> it, it's good. one of those where like John Cena and Roman Reigns. After Roman Reigns got out of his, like, I'm mad everyone calls me John Cena bit he did for a while. They always sound, they're pro-WWE without ever just, like, they never told somebody how much money's in your bank account. Like, I get, like, I love, I'm with everybody. That run last year when he, they should have put the belt on Seth last year when he was, like, hot as a bottle rocket in July. Now he just seems like an upper mid-card guy. And the... Yeah, he does. I, I, I would totally. And agree he's with it. completely him and Becky. They might have. They might be. It might be sleepless in Seattle when they're at home. But man, on screen together, they are awful. 
Um, oh yeah, that doesn't. It does, I, I don't think it's ever going to work. Just because I don't. I, I don't think it's anything that anybody really wanted to see that much. And we were, you know, it, it was it, when, when it came out that they were dating. People were like, okay, that's interesting. But I don't think it was anything that people. Like, I hope that now translates to, you know, to, to an on-air thing because. Seth Rollins had his own thing. Becky Lynch had her own thing. If anything, it was the worst thing you could do was pair them together because it just got in the way of everything else. So it's a much bigger problem on the women's roster. But it's just like, too, like, so they clearly are trying to not do Roman Reigns down our throats again because, you know, they don't want him to get booed. I see they're playing that. And I actually like how they're doing that right now, even if they've kind of. I made the comment the other day that Liv Morgan's gotten her blue tongue over more than WWE's gotten over Drew McIntyre. But. Well, you know, it's not completely untrue. But my thing is, if they don't make Seth the guy and they don't bring Brock in from his extended sabbatical, they've not made enough stars where there's so many, like, they've beaten Finn Balor to a drum. And also, Vince has proven, if you ask me for time off, your former partner is going to get your title or a title so you can sit at home and watch. (laughs) That's true, isn't it? It's so strange that every time somebody asks to go home, whether it be Shinsuke, whether it be Bailey, he's like, he wants you. Yeah, look, asshole. Yeah, you wanted to go home? Look who's got the belt now. Um, Yeah, no. It's it's a funny pattern that's going on at the moment. What did you think, just before before we get off topic, what did you think about the Raw reunion this week? Because I haven't actually got to chat to a patron ever since that happened, and I I think that it's divided people quite strongly. And it's kind of divided myself too. I really enjoyed it for what it was. But, you know, moving into Monday, it's kind of like, well, 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 how how is it going to play out now? Like, it, it just seems very of that day as opposed to you know tying into something like SummerSlam, which is obviously uh, it is the second biggest pay-per-view of the year i know some people like to say it's the royal rumble but i don't think you know if w if you told wwe to put it in a list i think they put SummerSlam. At number yeah i two. think yeah i think it'd be wrestlemania SummerSlam, royal rumble money in the bank um yeah i think so yeah i don't think survivor series has much my anymore. so i i just by the stories you tell i think we're right around the exact same age from the different things that you watched and saw as a kid yeah I love Stone Cold. I always will. Like, I didn't need to see Hogan again because me and you are in agreement on that one. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm glad they kept Scott Hall. Long story short, build an angle off this stuff. Like, what did it think? That, yeah, that's why I don't it get was yeah. way, It was like when you go see Motley Crue in 2019. Yeah, they were cool in 87, but, like, it's you've seen it all before, and now it's just the, like, yeah, Stone Cold is still awesome. But, like... And I know a lot of those guys apparently couldn't get cleared to do anything, but like take someone like you could have taken Kevin Owens or somebody and used one of those guys. I'm so glad Mick Foley at least probably had the brains to go. Can I put over? Well, Mick Foley gets it, doesn't it? I mean, people have been posting quotes from his book. He just understands. Jim Cornette said forever when people like who are the smartest guys in wrestling, he always says Mick Foley. And that's amazing that Mick Foley still has a functioning brain after everything he's done. And I'm talking about the physical trauma, not anything wrong with him. Um, but going back, it was just when it was over, I was, I, I had a smile on my face because of the guys I saw, but I was like, what a waste of time. You're going to get a one week ratings bump. All these guys are going to leave. You didn't make any, like the one bad part too, is you brought back all these stars to reinforce to the fans watching. You currently have no stars. Like (laughs) stone cold was out there. Stone cold in four words was the baddest guy that's been in a ring for them in five years so that he could leave the ring. Everybody home would go great. Where's Roman or Seth or 
some other guy because 50 50 booking yay like it's just you didn't build an angle to build off them you can you showed everybody your current talent hasn't been built correctly like it highlighted more problems but it gave us like the what were those like pop the music version 84 where it's like they gave us that for wrestling for the night but now it's back to your regularly scheduled programming where we highlighted everything we currently do I think, I think that's it as well like, I, I, I don't mind seeing Austin come out there and do his thing but I just I, I guess I was just a bit surprised there wasn't I mean we know we did the Bray White McFoley thing but I was just a bit surprised there wasn't something else that could really build towards this week I thought that would have been a given I thought it made you know perfect sense to do it I guess that, that was it right that was, I was just I was just surprised I was just surprised that they didn't counteract and one thing i with something. and i wanted to see if this made sense to you i know one of the big things people have talked about was that there was only one woman segment on the raw reunion and i agree that but my thing and i told my wife this that there weren't a lot of women from that era i think they wanted to highlight or put back on tv like i noticed on the new ww network there are certain people that are not there like almost every woman's there but deborah mcmichael's not there like there are, I, I think that they were highlighting an era where the last thing they wanted to do was show you where women were with this product at certain time frames. I, I agree that it stunk that women only got one segment. Like, they should have done more. Like, you know, I mean, they could have done something. I mean, I, Becky and Stone Cold. Stone Cold Kevin Owens. Me and you could probably think of 20 ideas right now. But I just wanted to mention I've seen a lot of that, and I agree that women should have had more of it. But I think WWE might have to look back in their – their history and go i don't know how many women we want to bring back and remind you how we used to treat women and yeah you don't want people googling it either do you i can i can see that happening you know with all the stories that we've heard in the past it's uh it's likely true um i I mean it's, it's, it's an intriguing it's been an intriguing week for wwe because so many stories have come out some are good some are bad like you know the q2 financials came out and while they they you know they they, they weren't great they weren't as bad as everybody thought they were going to be to the point the stock actually went up and nobody was predicting that so that's an absolute tick box for them but of course the one that really fascinated me was i thought smackdown was a really really well put together entertaining show and as it turned out vince rewrote wasn't it. the show we were meant to get yeah vince walked in the door at 4 p.m read it went nope and he and he redid the whole thing and look i don't know what the original show was yeah there's every chance that i would have preferred it but i can only judge what i got i thought it was great so and that's an interesting you know but that's an interesting uh, conclusion to come so to i know how because it kind of takes all the criticism that vince has been getting and you go well actually it worked this time so you make a joke all the time you'll, you'll, you'll like make a football joke and you're like i promise i won't do that again americans don't turn this off well, for me, it's like yeah. with baseball. It's like a closer who's gotten old, but he's still got one pitch that can get somebody out. Like, he can't throw hard anymore. His curveball's gone, but he's still got, like, one pitch he can throw that's going to work. That's Vince. Yeah. Vince has got a million things right now that he doesn't remember how to do. But I could tell something happened when suddenly Sean wasn't on commentary. Like, Sean, get, there's just so many things there. I was like, this stuff's really good, but it didn't feel like Heyman, and it didn't feel like Bischoff, and... It just showed, yes, Vince can get one right. I'm with you. That was a really entertaining show. Um, it, you're, it's just one of those two, but you also know nine times out of ten when he does this, it's not this. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, we've seen absolute abominations of shows that have suffered because of this. But again, it just surprised me. It just felt like such a well-put-together episode that I couldn't believe to hear that actually no 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 this was Simon, this was changed Simon, at the, was changed at the last minute i can't minute. believe we should have spent this entire hour talking about how awesome the wild card rule is and why it's so amazing 
I, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that it's is anymore, so Joe. Got, I've never heard of the wild card rule. It's so <laughs> awful. And like I was, I agree with you on last week's SmackDown when like Liv Morgan made an appearance, and you know WWE's best kept secret, and we basically got all these guys out of the witness protection program, and. My wife's like, who are these people? I'm like, you wouldn't know because they're not Roman Reigns, who does all of his appearances on Raw as a SmackDown superstar and everything <laughs> else. And I'm like and, – and so I'm really hoping if we can get one thing out of Fox, one thing Fox has a very quick trigger. Fox cancels an awful lot of things anybody else wouldn't. I'm pretty sure Fox is going to say, you're going to give us Brock and Ronda, but by the by, yeah, NBC doesn't get all our stuff. Our toys are our toys. So whether he wants one or not, I do think there will be a brand split. But I think that's awesome for like, you know, remembering that we have a mid card or the biggest problem they've got right now. And I kind of thought it's coming out of WrestleMania, but you don't want to say that when things are so positive. When Ronda left, there were two women anybody cared about Becky and, and it was Becky and Flair. And the problem with that was they can't fight each other forever. So when you split them up, what do you do? You find a woman who's not ready in Lacey Evans. You've not built anybody up on the SmackDown roster because of you will you won't we with Mandy. They, they are in this hole with women's division where hopefully the stuff that they're doing with Liv Morgan works. I saw her at a house show recently in Jacksonville where she wrestled in all black. It was like a mixed tag thing, but it was different. And they need to build someone up because right now, like – small tirade. I promise this will be short. My only problem with Bailey ever was I was like, how long can a woman wrestle acting like she's a small child? I always kind of thought that, the hugging and all that. And I was always like, how does that change? Well, we've kind of seen it now. The hugging is stopped sort of except on all of her clothes and with all the kids and all the little girls. But you've got these sort of Bailey people used to like with a belt that people have kind of forgotten about going against Ember Moon, who people probably forgot was on the roster. Like it's, these are all problems because they had a two woman women's division that couldn't fight each other forever. Or am I crazy? No, I, I, I think they probably could have built up people better, but I, I mean, I will say that it, it, it is a plus to me that we are, uh, you know, pushing Ember Moon. I think a lot of people have wanted that for a long time. And also given what they've done so far, I've really, really, I'm genuinely not opposed to, you know, uh, Charlotte versus uh, Charlotte. What's her name? Uh, Becky versus uh, Natalia. Like, I'm really, really, really not opposed to that. I don't know why. I know it's not the freshest thing in the world, but it feels like something I can get behind, and it feels like some of the stories they've You're been okay telling. With the orange-haired I can think mop. to myself, okay, that could be true. You're okay Sorry? with the orange-haired mom? I, I just think they'll have a good match. I think the fact that they're in Canada means Becky can play heel, which I think will be fun, and I think that. You know, Back when the man was really good, when the man had teeth and the man went after somebody and the man did not care and she didn't scream, hey, Boston, I love it here. That was, yes, I completely agree with what? you. I cannot wait. Yeah, I, I think that could, it could be one of these moments. Where, I mean, you never know, right? Because I think Becky Lynch is so, I'm sure it could be one of those things where you get too, you know, two people that just get cheered out of the building. But I, I think there is something in this match where Becky Lynch could get some of her edge back. And that to me, it is a good thing. I also think on paper, I'm just not against it. I'm just that's the, that's the thing. I keep thinking about it. I'm, like, I'm not against this at all. In fact, I think it could be quite entertaining and quite fun. Or at least I you hope would, so. That's, that's what I. That's, that's what I. I kind of got this in your. Oh, I kind of got this one up in your ups and downs. So we're going back to Seth Rollins because Brock is the you know in case of emergency, please break glass for Vince. Would you have put the belt? Would you have kept Rollins in this feud, or would you have gone somewhere different? Because I've got to think different. 
Like this, it might, it's not fair to say this, and I'm not even sure if it's true. This is 1995 diesel. And what I mean for the fact is it's got nothing to do, I think, with Seth. It's the era. It's everything that's going on around him. It's the fact that he's not said the best stuff. But Seth is almost that, like, he is the picture on a version of WWE that we would look back on in 20 years and not talk about fondly. That sucks for him, and it's not all his fault by any means. But some of that you just need to change, in my opinion. I think the current version of Seth Rollins is not the best version of Seth Rollins. That would be my... You know, I, like I said, I don't really understand what our goal with Seth Rollins is at the moment. Who's he meant to be? Like, like you say, there was a time a year ago where I think we, we, we did have a good idea who Seth Rollins was. And I think a lot of us were exciting about what was next. Uh, particularly, you know, once the Shield thing came back, you know, we've got to ask what you think about that. It did, it did get a lot of people excited. It's just now that we have gone back to the well with Brock Lesnar and and Seth, it seems like someone has said, well, we've got to do something different. And people have gone, what? I said, oh, well, we can make Seth a little bit more... I don't even know what the right word would be. John Cena, I guess, would be the only way I could put it. You know, he's a bit goofy, a bit silly. I don't ever want to see anybody, really, unless you can... Well, that's, that's not fair. If you can make it work, you can make it work. But when you're fighting Brock Lesnar, I kind of want you to be a bit, not scared, but a bit serious. Because Brock Lesnar, right? And that's how he's been presented to us for ages. And I just don't... I, I think going the opposite way to that didn't so, work. I just don't. I think that Something it's... I've been thinking about recently, and I thought I was going to mention this to you, because I know we're... We're both agreed that the fact that currently there's all shapes and sizes in wrestling, and that's all great. Though we needed inclusion more than anything else. But, like, I was watching the other day. No, it was when I was at the NXT show, and people were just ripping Mandy Rose to shreds. And I was thinking about it. Like, this is an exaggeration, but I'm just trying to make a point. The most uncool thing to be in wrestling right now, if you're a male, is six foot five with muscle or a blonde girl that's attractive. Because you're always going to get slammed as being the Vince McMahon prototype or whatever. But we always want the underdog. We always want the the one that looks different or acts slightly different. But we're kind of in this era of wrestling, sports, entertainment, whatever you want to call it, where I'm like, if Mandy Rose dyed her hair and changed her clothes, I'm convinced the reaction would be completely different. But because she is the Vince McMahon quote-unquote prototype, it's uncool right now to be what a lot of us, like if Ultimate Warrior came out now or something like that, it's just our perceptions have changed so much. That's just something I've been thinking about lately. I think it all depends how they're presented. Like, I, I think that, that that's the key. Is that how do you present this person? How do you present this person to me? I, I would argue maybe the problem with Mandy Rhodes is that she's being treated too similar to what we we know from the past, right? Because again, straight away you're like, well, I feel like I feel like I've seen this before, and then you do start falling into oh, this is just the same, you know, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon doing the doing the same. She old seems same. like she's. I saw that thing the other day. She's now started like a skincare line, and I was like, she seemed to. She put up that story. She really, she's smart. She released that story the other day and said, hey, people need to realize WWE is not forever. I'm thinking about my whole life. And I, the only thing I thought about was like, like, remember when Sergeant Slaughter left the WWE the first time? He left because McMahon said, I want your G.I. Joe money. And Slaughter said no. And they didn't talk for years. Normally, when you do something under Vince's roof, Vince hat gets a piece. And I know it with Mandy Rose, ha ha ha, I get a joke, made a piece. But what I meant was, you know, I'm shocked that, you know, the whole I'm just, you know, normally when you make money, they're part of it. So I guess this has found a way to not do that. Happy for her. But it was nice to hear somebody talk about it as saying, I'm not going to wrestle forever. Sorry, Mandy Rose tirade. Now we're back. No, no, it's true. It's, it, it's really smart when people do that. And she's right. She, she's not wrong. You know, you, I think 
she's not at the peak of her career by any stretch of the imagination. But I would presume that eventually that is going to happen. I think she'll get a good run, and I actually think she could be okay. But you know, you want to make sure you're prepared for that much before the fact. And the fact that she did do that, I think, is a real good. You know, it's, it's just a really good example for anybody else that's doing it. And look, I don't mind everything that's going on with Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville right now. They just, they just need a little bit something but else. But Simon, they, they, if they just we need to be featured more prominently, but or Simon, whatever. if we win our championship match, we'll get a chance to get a championship match after our championship match to win a championship match. Yeah, I, I, I still, I, I still haven't figured out. They what rehearsed that, that for hours. <laughs> that was really like. I know I'm not on TV. I'm not in front of millions of people. But you got to think when that camera shut off, Sonya Deville was like son of a like like he's given you know like kevin owens doesn't get scripted right now the street profits can do these things live like you know like it's been so like the second i heard the street profits i'm like oh vince didn't they're letting them talk but now again i i love the street profits and i don't think this is helping them in the long run but we've seen this thing where they've kind of opened up the aperture for people i hope this isn't vince's excuse to Oh well, we got to do this again and pre-tape and yada yada yada. yada. Uh, I think I think it needs to be handled on a case by case basis, right? I mean, that was always what we wanted. I completely understand that not everybody can be treated, uh, you know, with, with with kid gloves or vice versa. You kind of have to play it play it as you see it. I think you know that was always what I wanted anyway. And you know, if that's where they're at right now, and you need to, you know, you need to treat them. Well, you know, basically pre-record them or, or whatever. I don't know. And the thing with that is as well, while it was absolutely bizarre, I'm sure when they realized what they said, they were like, oh my gosh, we have <laughs> we've completely screwed this up, which, which, which you had done. But yeah, one thing we definitely need to stay away from is tarring everyone with the same brush, which is what we do a lot, obviously. You know, we do that with... Um, with matches in WWE as well. So we've got to do the WWE style. And again, hopefully that's something we can move away so from. So we were talking. Because it just doesn't, it doesn't work. I'm going to do something unheard of for me. And that's sort of kind of stay on topic. We've been talking about legends this whole show. What do you think about Trish Stratus coming back to go for Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam? I think it ties into pretty much everything that we've been saying. I think it's going to be a great match. Yes. And I, I look forward to it. I, I, I like, I love nostalgia. So, you know, I'm a sucker. Well, I am too. Time. Like, but with that, I, don't get me wrong. The second stone cold look like every, everything I'm critiquing, everything I'm telling you, I didn't like the smile on my face. When stone cold opened that beer does not say what I'm telling you verbally. Um, Oh no! You you could you could enjoy what you saw, but then also have an observational. But 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 that's fine. Like you, there's always there's always two two this sides. This does seem real weird, but uh, so I found a bunch of boxes that were up in an attic after my dad passed away, and it had a bunch of old wrestling stuff in it. For what it's worth, I found. Did you see those Vice documentaries? The one on the Von Erichs? I haven't seen them all yet, and they've, they've literally just got made available over here on a, a service called For UK. So, so I'm finally going to get to see them. The properly. night when Ric Flair dropped the belt to Von Erich after the Von Erich brother died, I was in the fourth row of that. I don't. I was full. I don't oh wow, that. man! But what was in there was somebody was videotaping me watching WrestleMania 12, the Iron Man match of Shawn Michaels and Brett Flair. And the reason I'm telling you this is there's a smile on my face that entire match that might go past both of my ears. And it was one of those things where it was like, holy crap. Like as much as I see there, you know what I mean? Like I hope kids can still do that. Like, I don't know if they still do, but it was, I'd forgotten how much you, you forget how much you love this stuff or did, or when you're paid, like for you, we want your opinions and we want you to give us an honest critique. And what gets lost in there probably is the lifetime Simon Miller fan that, Thought the you know sat in his living room watching the Ultimate Warrior throw Triple H in the air like you kind of can't be that you know what I mean you can't be that guy as much 
But then you kind of forget what puts you, got you here, I guess. Yeah, I think that's just the nature of the beast, though, isn't it? I mean, that's always going to happen. You have to, you have to wear different hats, and you've always got to wear your fan hat, of course, because in many ways that's the the most important hat. Otherwise, you know, you're not, you're not being true to yourself. But again, you know, if you look at the the Raw reunion thing, I thought Raw Raw reunion was a great time. Like I, I had an absolute blast. But that doesn't that doesn't mean at the same time I can't go. Yes, but how is this going to? And affect I completely forgot in next week's. No, sorry, I was gonna. I'm sorry to cut you off. The thing about the attitude era, I completely forgot, was there was one thing that happened there that will never ever happen again in the history of WWE. They couldn't talk about Hogan. They couldn't talk about San Martino. They couldn't talk Macho Man. They had no choice to look backwards. They couldn't because they literally couldn't because they were all their competition. So so they were forced to look forward. Well, since that's not going to happen again, there's – we'll never have that luxury of saying, okay, look, it's all now. We can't look backwards. So like – now they talk about – you know, Vince didn't – if Vince signs Ultimate War, that four-year deal he offered him in 97 – this probably never would have happened anyway. But it's just going back to this whole thing we keep talking about legends and all this stuff. I love legends, but like you know, like I'm sure that Hogan, I don't I'm I don't know, maybe there was a medical reason that all Stone Cold did was drink the beer. Um and I'm sure you can I know they mentioned Rikishi wasn't cleared to even do a stink face. Which I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, ish. that's I hope he's all right. I don't know how you're not cleared to put your butt in someone's face, but that's just me not knowing any better. But I just it seemed like I don't know how the rest of them couldn't look at what look at what Nick Mick Foley did and say. Uh, now apparently, saw I saw this morning, Scott Hall and X Pac both said they put they put forward storylines where they did not want to bury the uh, the club, and they got turned down. Did you see that? Yeah, they came out. This, they came out and said, "Hey, we proposed not doing that. We weren't going to put them. We were going to help put them over, and they got shut down. Like Scott and them did. They realized instead of you know, it doesn't make sense to bury the current roster for legends. And so when the story got pitched, they pitched a storyline where they helped the OC get over, or at least come out where their head was held high. They were forced into a storyline where they did what they did, and the club had to walk off like they did. But like, even they knew." That you know, they don't need to bury the current talent. We don't need to do what we did the revival at Raw 25. Like, um, I thought that was interesting because, like, you know, as much I I love the Heyman stuff and I love the Bischoff stuff, but like everybody said, you know, it's Vince's baby, and if Vince decided that that's what was going to happen, that's what he was going to do. But I, I don't know. I just I we keep going the whole. I'm with you. The raw thing could have been so much more than it was. And I'm pretty sure the raw ratings this week will go back right where they were. 2.1, 2.0. Like I'd be shocked if there was any consistent bump from that show last week, because you know, the legend show is over. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong too. I really, really do. I hope there is, uh, I hope there is some kind of, come some kind of traction because I just think it would help. One thing I do want to talk about just because I see time is, is, is up against this. As a fan of NXT, and clearly as a fan that is intrigued about what, you know, uh, AEW is going to do as well. Now, I get it doesn't work in 2019 because we have on demand and we have... You, 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 you could choose when you want to watch anything. I this wanted to talk about this with you. I'm glad you brought it up. I was going to say this. Yeah, but, go ahead. But I was just going to say, what? Because what, you're obviously a huge NXT fan. That's probably, the, you know, your yeah. promotion of choice right now. 
do you think that WWE is being petty, for lack of a better word? Do you think it's going to help? Do you think it matters? Do you think they should just focus on their own their own stock? I mean, let's say that we do run NXT 8 to 10 on FS1. We've got 8 to 10 uh, on TNT for AEW. Who does this help, I guess? Because I don't... I don't I, let's just say that if AEW outdraws WWE, I'm like, oh, well, wow. I'll- but if NXT outdraws AEW, I'm like, man. Do you trust Vince difference. McMahon to keep his hands off an AEW that's on national national TV? Because I don't. No, and I guess in a way, maybe now, doesn't have to I if like, he goes on TV. Maybe that would be his reason. Now, remit. if you were smart, because they, they won't do this, I'm convinced that we'll be watching NXT where it's the Baron Corbin-led show where he takes out Bobby Lashley and beats down the whole roster. What I would like is, if you're going to do main roster talent, on the, do another hour on like FS2 or on the network that's the actual talent that we need to make better. It does not need to become SmackDown. Well, yeah, it's not a developmental show. Yeah, anymore, and yeah. the one thing I love about NXT right now is I watch guys wrestle matches and I'm like, oh, they have not been WWE yet. They still wrestle like, you know, they currently do. And like, that'll get lost. Like, the last thing we need is we don't need Sunday Night Heat again. But you were talking about. I would tell you beforehand, just be you. Don't care about them. They're a blip in the radar. Do what you want to do. But they've got so much bad will right now, and nobody trusts them to do anything. I think they feel forced enough to tell us, like, I love Stone Cold, but when he started telling me about the WWE family, I was like, Ew, I, yeah, okay, I get it. You want to convince me I'm part of the family so I don't go watch something else. But it's also that same thing, like, to cross the streams here. It's like when Fortnite was coming out, and, uh, God, what, the big the big one before Fortnite that went away because of Fortnite, uh, when, when they came out and said, Fortnite stole our idea, blah, 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 we might sue. All that did was bring attention to Fortnite and make people go play Fortnite. And so WWE, by constantly bringing up AEW, might get attention to someone who didn't care. That, like, we've got to watch, you know, we're going to have wrestling on Monday night, Wednesday night, and Friday night. Somewhere, somebody, I don't think anybody that's not paid to do it, lucky for you, Simon, I'm happy for you, won't be able to watch all of it. And, no, like, it's and when I fell in love with that, I'm assuming right, listen, this is actually a fan of yours. I did exactly what you said. I taped Raw and SmackDown, watched what I wanted to watch, and that was it. And the next day, watched yours. And I know our our likes coincide in a lot of places. I would go back and re and watch the stuff you liked. Save. And I don't know if that's a good thing for WWE. Bad. But there's a lot. And speaking of which, I can say what this goes into. I don't have a whole lot of British friends running around. What do you think of W? What do you think of NXT UK? Um, I think it kind of ties into what we're talking about now. It's a really good show. However. How on earth are you ever going to get time to watch it if you don't have the impetus to watch it? Like I watch it when I can, and again, the roster is great, the matches are great. I think Pete Dunne's pretty much left there now to go back to NXT proper. But yeah, it's one of those things where if you if you're already struggling to fit in Raw, SmackDown, NXT, maybe a bit of AEW, New Japan, and a pay per view, I think you're really going to have to be very lucky. And to then you got things get, like get in something else. And then you're like, so Billy Kay's on the main roster, and Tony Storm's in NXT. Got it. That makes sense. By the way, on my one point, Bianca Belair is awesome. She's amazing. The fact she, oh, yeah, God, I love her so much. That's that that, and 
I know we're up against it. That squash match she did where she just took off her earrings and beat the bloody crap out of that one girl a couple weeks ago. That was like the best squash match I've seen in years. I was like, wow, again. <laughs> but this goes back to why NXT is like everything they've done has been so good. But like, I'm, should WWE focus on their own? Yes. I don't think Vince is capable. I don't think Vince knows how like Vince knows that he wins by going after his competition. I'm going to tell you that they suck. You're going to know that they suck, and we're awesome. I don't think we could have ever expected a McMahon to ignore them, which always goes back to my when everyone says, when Dave McMahon dies and the seas part and out comes Triple H to save the world, we have to remember he was taught to run this business by Vince McMahon, his father-in-law. I love Triple H. I'm on the Triple H good guy side, but, you know, Triple H didn't try to take over Europe for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I think, I mean, when it comes to that, I think you just got to wait and see. Well, don't I, you? I, I think that's what. Uh, oh no, I completely agree with you. That's what I'm saying. I completely. And um, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things you have to wait and see. And I think the good thing is, I tell you what, if Vince McMahon does take over NXT a little, or, or has more input when it moves to FS1. I actually think that's going to not work wonders necessarily, but it will really shine a light on just how much the, the differences between Triple H and the difference between Vince McMahon. I mean, the good thing about Triple H is that he has a knowledge of all of wrestling, not just WWE wrestling, which has always not seemed to be the case with Vince McMahon. And, you know, all the guys that we now enjoy that may not necessarily be being pushed in the way we want, be that a Ricochet, uh, the Viking Raiders, whoever, I need to go through, through, through the list. Even Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa when they had their brief run on the main roster. I don't think that Triple H would have treated them that way. And as you said about Vince McMahon having, you know, being the old pitcher with his old ideas, he probably still does look at the six foot two, 250 pound guy as the number one. I don't think Triple H does. I think Triple H has a different opinion on all of that. I don't need I will say, though, the thing I can't wait for is when Lacey Evans comes out to debut her new tag partner, a blonde hair dyed Shayna Baszler, to come out and be her, you know, her 50 her 1950s compadre like that's what i'm looking forward to simon i'm looking forward to that now granted i think triple i, I don't think triple h might have the pullback there some people think if if he's really the maddest guy at night but i mean but i'm with you like every time i watch this stuff i'm just like what you know if if triple h can't protect these people like again i'm really would I would give up almost all of my earnings and livelihood to sit in a room when someone goes, "Hey Vince, let's talk about Purple Rain." I would. I, <laughs> that you know what I mean? Like there, like you know, he he watched the Suicide Squad and made Riot Squad. Like there's just so many things you hear where it's just I'm really curious when he sticks his hand in that cookie jar what comes out because the one place they've got Goodwill's NXT. And I will say that if they lost that goodwill, if I was at AEW, I'd, I'd be licking my chops. We'll find out, man. I mean, we, we have, you know, the first week of October has all of a sudden become one of the most interesting months in wrestling history. I mean, the fact that we have AEW launching then two days later, we get the first SmackDown on Fox. I don't think anybody could have and predicted real that. Real quick, I do want to say this because I feel like I've been so negative. I'm actually really high on the product right now. <laughs> That's all right, I like dude. I like the changes we've seen on Raw. I like the fact we found Liv Morgan and them on SmackDown. I like the where all this stuff's going. So I'm actually really high on it. But you know, when you talk about things you love, sometimes it doesn't sound like you love them. <laughs> but, but, dude, you, you just hit the nail on the head. When you have a critical debate, you're critical. Because it's, you know, if we just sat here and said, oh, this is good. And I go, oh, yeah, it is. And you go, this is good. I go, oh, yeah, it is. 
there's not much to say because people know when things are good. It's the same with Twitter. You know, some of the times the reasons that these, you know, that the negatives are are, are louder, or at least they, they sound louder, is simply because you, you, you know why something's good. Whereas when something's bad, there is a question of, well, why did that happen? And what do we do? And, and so on and so forth. So I think everybody knows I love wrestling regardless. Uh, you have now made that clear as well. You're all good, my friend. There is absolutely nothing. Like I said, uh, Simon, thank you for these. Thank you for these. I know you like getting Patreon people on, but it's also kind of like a wrestling therapy session. Like, like <laughs> You're very welcome, man. It's a fresh breath. And so thank you very much for having me on to do this kind of stuff. Like I said, it's oh, no, like, yeah. That- Dude, it's a pleasure, man. We've had you on a few times, and as always, you're you're outspoken. You know, you know your mind, and you have your opinions, and that's all I can ever ask. And so, no, dude, you, thank you, man. It's uh, I, I, that's why I love it. That's why I love people coming on. I know there's always uh, the naysayers who are like, oh, I don't know this person. I'm like, yeah, but you get to know them, and also you get amazing wrestling opinion. Like the first time you listen to any podcast, you don't know the people. What would you or your listeners do if you didn't know what a three year old did at daycare based on his love of wrestling? Dude, it's important though, man, because people forget that. I don't you know, know how y'all dispar- could live without that kind of information. I'm here to <laughs> but, bring you that. But not in a disparaging way, but wrestling's for kids. I don't mean that in a bad way, but when did we all get into wrestling when we were kids? Nothing wrong with like it when you're an adult, but you know, the bottom line is is that it is something that appeals to a child's an eye. So I think any reminder of that, like I said, my mate's got two kids and they're exactly the same. And I think any any reminder of that is a worthwhile one to just take a moment and go, well, you know. It's maybe it's not as bad, uh, not as bad as, as as we first thought. So now you've got nothing to worry about there, dude. Uh, but look, man, thank you so much for coming on again. You're always a blast to talk to. I love the fact that you don't hold back, and I think more 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 people should be like that. And you're and you're happy to say you like the product too, which again a lot of people uh, seem seem totally against doing as well, which I don't understand. Um, we'll definitely get you back on again soon. What are you looking forward to, man? What's next? What's next coming up in the wrestling world? Just really got you pumped. Let's finish with that. Let's finish on a positive. Um, I am anxiously awaiting the future of Shayna Baszler. It's got to be the main roster. I got to, I wonder where that belt goes. I, I wonder about undisputed era. Undisputed era. Are they going to come together? Are they coming separate? Is he going to be smart and book them to come in there and try to burn the place down like they should? Are how, you know, Paul Heyman and, I am really curious to see Eric Bischoff get more engaged because what WCW got wrong, they also got stuff right. I think for the first time in a long time, there are a lot of really intriguing questions right now that they've got going on. So looking forward, I'm just curious, like, can we do a good NXT call up now? I think we can. I, I trust, you know, I also think it's interesting that Ronda Rousey might be back soon. Like there's a bunch of things I'm looking forward to from that perspective. Yeah. Honestly, Bring her back. I'd be well up for Ronda Rousey coming back. I think that, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And as you said earlier, uh, I think we can kind of see now that she did bring a lot to that women's division. Be that because of the way that she was booked or because she was Ronda Rousey. Becky needs her back, actually. I think Becky needs her. Well, I mean, it's probably true. Yeah, I think Becky needs her Think about all the times that, you know, Austin would win the title from Rock and they were able to continue their feud for a little while or vice versa or, you know, numerous other people. I think sometimes you do need that fallout where they go on a little bit after WrestleMania. Like, like you know, yeah. Like Cole and, like, you know, Adam Cole and them. This is their third match and no one's mad about that. because they're enjoying the feud. No one, because it's been so well done. It makes sense. No one's like Baron Corbin again, uh. So uh, well, Baron, yeah. Baron Corbin is a uh, is an interesting case. Uh, <laughs> although I do think he gets a bad rap. I do think he gets a bad rap. Uh, and on that note, what a way to win! I what an A turn! I think Baron Corbin gets a bad rap. That is a way to get people uh, flooding in the comments. Joe, man, <laughs> thank you so much as always for coming on, man. Thank you for your time. I really, really do appreciate it. Thanks, man.
That's all good, dude. And we'll get you on again soon. Again, if you want to come on the podcast, go check out Simon Miller. Sorry, patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. Also, come follow me at Twitter, Instagram at Simon 316. I'm on YouTube where sometimes live versions of this podcast are. Just search for Simon Miller in YouTube. And again, if you're interested in merchandise, I do have some of that as well at, uh, what is it? SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. Joe, thank you again, my friend. Uh, if you want to come on the podcast again, check all of that out. And we'll be back next week. Enjoy your weekend. We've got Smackville. Didn't even talk about that because why the hell would we? But enjoy Smackville and I'll be back next week. Yeah.